0: G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this first day of a brand new month. Today being Tuesday, the 1st of March 2022. Trust you've had a phenomenal start to your working week. You've had a relaxing weekend and getting ready to supercharge your results this week. And March, very important month because in March, AFL footy season kicks off. And in fact, it is 15 days until the first game of the AFL season, which uh, for those of you in Australia and certainly for those of you who are avid supporters of AFL footy, it is the 2021 grand final rematch between Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. So as an avid Melbourne supporter, hopefully we can uh, get a good crowd at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, the famous MCG, and uh, hopefully it's a it's a ripping game to start the season. So uh, that's what's something to look forward to for, for me in terms of footy season. But in today's podcast, I want to talk about a topic that I think is very, very pertinent to all leaders, but also all salespeople. And I want to delve a little bit more into this concept of uh, of mindset. Uh, but before we do that, just a reminder, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, first of all, thank you for jumping into the podcast. Hopefully, this is going to be of value to you. Thank you for finding the podcast on whichever platform you happen to be listening to. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you listening in, and I trust that I'm continuing to add value to you. So I greatly appreciate the number of messages that I'm getting, uh, Facebook messages, and also LinkedIn messages, and uh, yeah, greatly appreciate the feedback. And uh, looking forward to hopefully continuing to add value many, many, many episodes into the future. So as a reminder, if you haven't yet subscribed, please press subscribe, or on the Apple platform, press the follow button, which is based on the three little dots at the top of your screen, and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be digested. And of course, if you can rate the show as well, whether you like the show, whether you hate the show, or whether it's anything in between, if you could just rate the show, that would be greatly appreciated, because it does make it a lot easier for people who are searching for content, searching for information, all things sales and sales leadership, to more readily... And more easily, find the podcast amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there on the various platforms. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. So if you've been following me for a while, either on LinkedIn or on the podcast, you know that I absolutely love facilitating and coaching. I work with a number of clients, uh, both collectively in group situations, but also one-on-one. And the last two years, of course, has been quite challenging because a lot of the Workshops that I've been running have been over over Zoom, and uh, that that in itself has created some challenges with technology. Uh, it's not as easy to engage uh, as it is in the in the face to face in the room. So uh, I've been really fortunate to be able to be back facilitating face to face for a couple of months now. So I'm doing a bit of a combination of face to face workshops, but also still doing some stuff. Over Zoom, and and what I love about it is just being able to interact with people and helping them reach their full potential. And part of that, of course, is having the or creating a space of what we call psychological safety, where people feel comfortable sharing how they're feeling, what they're thinking, uh, and also I love to get people challenging some of the ideas, and not so much the content that we cover, but certainly the the ideas and the attributes and the qualities behind them and the thinking behind it, because. Who's to say that we have all the answers? But what I love is the robust conversation we can create in any workshop, particularly in a face-to-face workshop, where people come in with, let's just say it, they come in with baggage, they come in with uh, preconceived ideas, they come in with their own beliefs, their values, and a combination of their experiences, the people they actually hang around with, that brings them into a room. And when they're presented with information or presented with some challenges, and many cases presented with a mirror that they can look at themselves at, For many people, it's actually quite a a challenging situation, and I just love doing this because everything we do from a facilitation point of view, and certainly what I do from a facilitation point of view, is designed to help people make paradigm shifts. Now, I'm not talking about massive transformations. What I am talking about is small incremental changes that can be implemented that over time compound that therefore leads to huge amounts of transformation, and it's an absolute privilege to be able to do that. And I had an opportunity yesterday, in fact, to work with another group of people, and it's fair to say that most of them were really receptive to the content and the ideas that we're talking about, but there was there was a couple of people, and one in particular, that was feeling quite uneasy and quite uncertain. And one of the things we talked about yesterday was mindset and the power of mindset. And it's really interesting, the more I do this, I'm just curious in terms of how people see the world and how through the way they see the world can either enhance or inhibit their ability to get the results that ultimately they say they want. And yet their behavior and their language in particular indicates they're running strategies that enable them to not fulfill the potential that ultimately they are destined to fulfill or they have the capability to fulfill. And what was really interesting in this particular group yesterday was a couple of people that seemed to have... I guess an external focus where they were almost at the mercy of things that were happening to them to justify the position that they found themselves in. And it's fair to say, based on the conversation we had and the language that one of them in particular was using, there was a level of helplessness there where almost the, the person felt they had no control over their future, that they were literally at the mercy of the environment that uh, they couldn't respond to, and they didn't know how to respond to it. And I found a really great lesson for, for myself, but also for leaders, uh, because at, at some point in time, you're going to have people in your team who feel helpless, who feel as if they have no control over the choices they're making, and therefore they have no direct control over the results they're generating. And it's very easy, and you'll listen to their language, and they'll, they'll say things like, well, my company can't do this, or my boss won't allow me to do that, or if only... The process we had wasn't so constricting, I'd be able to actually make more phone calls, I'll be able to see more customers, I'd be able to convert more more sales, etc. etc. Or things like our marketing department don't have enough brochureware, or they don't have enough key um, key unique selling proposition type dot points for me to actually take and have a conversation with a customer. And none of it is focused on self. And it was a great reminder that all of us and particularly leaders have a responsibility to not only create environment where people feel psychologically safe to be vulnerable to share that sort of stuff but also in a position where there's a level of trust where you can actually start challenging people not so much in terms of what they say but challenging them in terms of their thinking and the strategies they run which leads to what they say and so yesterday was a really intriguing conversation and i've got to say you know to the short long story short at the end of the day one, one person in particular was absolutely thankful and, and grateful for the investment that we put into her to help her see things potentially differently. Now, all this, and this is a great lesson for me in terms of coaching as well, because there are many coaches out there that try to espouse, oh, I'm going to create some massive transformation, and we can literally create a zero to hero story in five minutes. And that's the instant gratification rubbish that you see out there. From a transformational point of view, it's like a small thread on a piece of clothing. If you continue to pull that thread, eventually that piece of clothing is going to break down and transformation happens. So it's gone from a piece of clothing to a bunch of thread, right? So the same thing is with coaching. It's just the small incremental adjustments, the small incremental changes in language that can lead over time to a huge transformational result. And so yesterday, as part of this conversation, we were talking about mindset and the importance of mindset. And what was really clear based on the person's language was the fact that they had a fixed mindset. They were they had a predisposition towards believing that the world was as it was and there was no power that they had individually to make any changes. And so it was overwhelming for them. And so we broke it down to think about well, what are the things that this person actually has control over, and therefore what are the things that we as humans have control over and started to put some suggestions in and started to ask some questions based on a high level of curiosity about, okay, what is this person's perspective? What is stopping them from taking action? What is stopping them from making a phone call? What is stopping them from reaching out to that particular customer? And what we discovered and what this person discovered was that essentially it was the language they were using themselves in terms of their self-talk which was actually placing a limit upon themselves. And so we started to ask some different questions and started this person to think about, and this was for everybody, by the way, think about a different dialogue we could have and start to ask some different questions. Instead of thinking about what the limitations were, we started to ask the question of what would be possible? Now, it's not necessarily probable or no, no guarantees that we're going to get this result, but what would be possible? What could we do to at least take one step? In front of the other, so it was about teaching the group the finer points of listening really intuitively to the language that we use, but also start to be more aware of the language that other people in their environment start to use, and make the distinction between well, is the language that somebody's using more of a fixed mindset, which is which is quite deterministic. It's quite um, small in terms of we can't do this, and a lot of the language would be I could never do that, or I'm no good, or, I'm not good enough, or, I don't belong, all the all the language that sort of belittles outstanding in humanity, if you like, but also the limitations we place not only on ourselves, but also we place on other people. So being really, really conscious of that and then saying, okay, how can I reframe that? So it's all about building awareness first and foremost. And this is a great lesson for us as sales leaders as well, to be really conscious of the language we're using for ourselves, but also be really conscious of the language we're using amongst our team, but also the language that we hear our team using as well. Because remember, the team is and always will be a reflection of us. So being able to reframe that and start to have some more choices or at least the perception of more choice to say, okay, what based on this situation, what can I do? And what this does, it forces us to start thinking in a more of a growth mindset point of view because we start to have the understanding that, okay, if there was a solution, and the presupposition there is that there is a solution, if there was a solution, what are some things I can put in place to move towards generating this solution? And the interesting thing through the course of the day, we started to change the language and we started to ask different questions and therefore we started to change the perspective that people had on the situation that at the start of the day may have seemed quite helpless, might have seemed quite deterministic and lacking any innovation and not necessarily having ideas in order to solve certain problems. To the end of the day, all of a sudden there was a lightness, there was a buoyancy, there was a level of optimism and all of a sudden there were ideas that were coming out in terms of what would be possible. And through that process, the evolution of that, of that process through yesterday's workshop was an intriguing thing to watch because all of a sudden people started to have a higher level of optimism and you could see it start to play out in the language that they were using. It was now more about what could be possible? What could I do? And so this person in particular who came in with quite a deterministic, externally focused view of the world, all of a sudden start to think about, well, what is actually possible? What sort of solutions can I start to generate? What step can I take that moves in the right direction? So all of a sudden, they start to recognize that, you know what? I actually have some choices here. And that was the power. They had the choice. And it was such a wonderful experience just to watch that from the facilitation point of view, to see people literally see some barriers fall away and to see the light shine and and work out, you know what, I do have some things I can work on. I am good enough. There are some possibilities. And if I actually continue to move forward and take the choices heading in the right direction, I can actually make some progress towards the outcomes that ultimately I'm looking for. And it actually reminded me, I happened to watch a, a phenomenal movie over the weekend called Coach Carter. And if you haven't seen it, uh, do yourself a favor and if you want some inspiration and look at the story behind it, it is just a phenomenal, phenomenal ex- example of persistence but also the passion that people have and the attention that people give to other human beings in terms of seeing the potential in others. And I'm going to title this episode Your Greatest Fear because the the main character, Ken Carter, played by Samuel L. Jackson, asks one of his players uh, very early on in the movie and it's a, kind of a theme that's that's then weave through the rest of the movie, is what is your greatest fear? And it was such a pertinent question to ask, and I was reflecting on this over the weekend before yesterday's workshop, and then today as I reflect on yesterday's workshop, this particular person I was talking with in the group, they had a fear. And my job was to help shine a light on that fear, perhaps let them know that the fear was not actually what they thought it was, and gave them, gave them some things to think about, that enable them to find an alternative solution or perhaps some threads to an alternative solution that enable them to move forward. So there's a great line towards the back end of the movie and the and the whole premise of the movie is Coach Carter, Ken Carter, comes in and, and starts coaching a high school basketball team. And this this team, for all intents and purposes, are dysfunctional, they don't train, they don't go to school. Uh, he wants to turn them around and and more importantly, wanted to help them become better human beings. And he did that through building in discipline, but one of the questions he asked was, what is your greatest fear? And towards the back end of the movie, one of the students, and this is on the path back to redemption, stands up in the basketball stadium and and says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give the other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, it's a phenomenal poem. It's actually written by a lady called Marianne Williamson. And this was the abridged version that was used in the movie, but... It was such a really pertinent principle and realization for this particular character because this person had been externalizing, had been blaming others, had been not taking responsibility, and it felt as if they had absolutely no choices as to what they did moving forward. And I reflected this back on yesterday, and I shared part of the poem with a group yesterday, and it really, really resonated. So as we wrap up this particular episode, think about your team, think about yourself, and ask yourself this question, what is your greatest fear? And what is your team's greatest fear? And what are your individual team members? What is their greatest fear? And if we can actually create an environment of psychological safety that is built on a bedrock of trust, if we can be vulnerable with them and ask the right questions and listen to them, we may actually find that their greatest fear actually is also not the fear of missing out, nor the fear of not belonging. It actually may well be that their deepest fear is not that they are inadequate, but their deepest fear could well be that they are powerful beyond measure. And our role as sales leaders and as leaders is to enable them to see that, is to hold the mirror up so they can see that for themselves and really give them the opportunity to unleash their full potential. So that is our role as a leader, and I trust this message resonates with you. And hopefully it it, it arrives to you at the right time because I'm sure there's one person, maybe two people, either in your direct team or within your environment, who is struggling and is looking for some assistance. And you may just be the right person to help them right now. So as we wrap up this episode, a key reminder if you're looking for some assistance in helping you take your sales leadership to an exceptional level, I love the opportunity of working with you. Simply go to my calendar, Lead with Darren, we'll have a conversation, and we can get started working on your exceptional leadership journey as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.